I'm Frank Garza, and welcome to Here and Abroad, a podcast that follows the U.S. men's national team and their player pool across Europe, MLS, or wherever else they play their club football. On today's show, we're going to discuss how the winter transfer season has gone for the USMNT player pool so far. To help me do that, I've invited Larry Henry Jr. to join the show. Larry is the managing editor and USMNT insider at SBI Soccer. He's also a writer for MLS and MLS Next Pro. Larry, welcome to the show. Thanks, Frank. Uh, Good to connect with you again. Uh, First time in 2024, so Happy New Year to you. And um, yeah, really excited to break it all down with you. We got um, a lot to talk about, obviously, transfer window coming to a close in the next couple of days. Uh, excited to see what what goes on with the uh, with the American player pool and who else maybe makes a move in the next couple of days. But overall, good to, good to connect with you again, and thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, great to have you back on. And uh, yeah, as you mentioned, we still have a couple of days left in this transfer window that, that we're talking about. So I wanted to point that out to everybody. Larry and I are recording this on Tuesday, January 30th. Most of the transfer windows and the European leagues don't close until February 1st. So there's always a lot of last minute activity. Some some things could still happen between now and uh, when you hear this uh, episode, but I just wanted to put that timestamp on there. So when we think about the transfers that we've seen, you know, so far, which USMNT player do you think has had the best transfer window thus far or the best move of the transfer window? Yeah, looking at, obviously, I think there's a few guys, right? You know, players maybe coming back from from Europe to North America. Um, I think Sam Vines and, and Hori Mihailovic, you know, coming back from uh, from Europe, coming to MLS. Vines, obviously, you know, coming back to the Rapids in Colorado where he came up the, through the ranks as a homegrown. Wasn't really playing a lot of late in, in Belgium and obviously had a little bit of an injury spell there as well. But uh, I think this is crucial for him because he, he needs to get back playing. He needs to get back into good form and racking up the minutes. And I think this move will, will certainly help him with that. And uh, Mihailovic obviously made the move from MLS a couple seasons ago to to uh, Alkmaar in, uh, in the Netherlands and, you know, kind of played a little bit here and there, but never really got into a, a really consistent groove with the team. And then obviously, you know, the reports started coming out from the athletic and, and elsewhere about interest in MLS. And, um, you know, he joined Sam Vines and Zach Steffen and this kind of growing list of players at the Rapids have, are continuing to pick up. So uh, I think it's a, a good move for him too, because obviously um, like Sam Vines, both these guys want to get back probably in the national team picture ahead of some competitions this year. So they definitely need to be playing. And I think we'll offer a lot to a Colorado team that desperately wants to rebound after a really poor 2023. Yeah, it's, they've, they've really been, um, they've really gone after some of these U S internationals, uh, Colorado, and it'll be fun to see how some of them perform this upcoming MLS season. You know, the guy that stood out to me in terms of a winter transfer window that that I was really happy about was Johnny Cardoso going to uh, Real Betis. I've just thought, you know, he's he's stood out in the Brazil Brazilian League. Now it's great to see him go to uh, a great team um, and one of the top five leagues in Europe. He's already getting playing time. That's a position, you know, with Tyler Adams injuries, you know, this more defensive midfielder that we know there's some opportunities with the USMNT 
there, whether it's filling in for Todd or when he's hurt or whether it's, you know, backing him up, you know, when he is there. So it'll be real interesting to see um, if he continues to get playing time and if his, you know, involvement with the team is impacting the team, you know, will will continue to grow. So let me switch now to maybe some moves that you didn't like, or I'll, I'll, I'll phrase the I'll phrase it this way. Are there any winter transfer moves so far that have surprised you? Yeah, I think um, one that definitely kind of surprised me, and I'll stick with the Colorado Rapids, is Zach Steffen uh, returning to MLS because we saw Zach Steffen last season. Obviously, you know, things at Manchester City probably were never going to escalate into him ever really being a number one there, right? You have Ederson, who's one of the best goalies in the world. Um, Stefan Ortega obviously has played a lot in competitions as well for for Man City. So, And then obviously, too, right? Zach Steffen played a lot in the championship last season with Middlesbrough, got to the playoffs, you know, really played a lot. He had some rough moments at times uh, with Middlesbrough, but also had some really good moments. Um, he played a lot of games. He played earned a lot of minutes. So I was kind of shocked that he made the move back to MLS just because the fact that I'm sure there was, there probably had to have been some European interest in him, whether that's in the back in the championship again for another season, whether that was somewhere else, you know, we don't know that uh, whether or not there was how much interest there was. Uh, Maybe it was kind of maybe Zach Steffen looking at MLS as a fresh start. You know, he missed some time, I guess, over the summer and, and all with a knee injury so uh, this is him coming back to MLS, right? Joining a Colorado team, like I said, that that really wants to bounce back after a bad year in 2023. You know, they they bring in Zach Steffen and then they let William Yarborough go to San Jose. So um, so it's going to be Steffen's job. Um, he's going to come in. He he still wants to probably get back in the national team as well, like like Mihailovic and Sam Vines. And I think too he has a good chance of that because you know Matt Turner obviously has had some up and down moments at Nottingham Forest, uh, Ethan Horvath, you know, kind of his situation right now is unknown. Um, you know, he hasn't, didn't, wasn't able to play over the first half of the season with Forest. wasn't on the Premier League roster. So, you know, kind of who knows what's next for him. And then, you know, outside of Turner, Stefan Horvath for the national team goalies, I mean, you have other guys, Gaga Salonina, who's on loan in Belgium, having a good season, but then outside of that, it's a lot of MLSers that are, you know, kind of veterans or even some of the younger guys who maybe aren't challenged yet on that level. So um, so I think it's a big move for Zach Steffen, but definitely one that that surprised me for sure for was him coming back to uh, to MLS where it uh, where it all started. Yeah, that one surprised me too. Uh, maybe even disappointed me a little bit as as a fan. I know every player, you know, has to make an individual decision, you know, for themselves, but I would have thought with his time at Man City and then all the other time he spent in Europe that he would have been able to land something whether it be even in like the championship or you know something at that level but you bring up a good point maybe he made the decision maybe he did have some offers and just made a personal choice for himself that MLS was a better fit for him I haven't seen him like speak about it you know either way so so you're right we don't know but I was you know I know that he's still going to be able to contend for a spot on the USMNT, I think by maybe coming back though he to MLS, maybe he hurt his chances to to get that number one. I mean, maybe it's so far gone because you know Matt Turner has played so well for the team, but you know that one did surprise me. 
overall, I'd say the the biggest theme that surprised me was just the kind of one way traffic between uh, I'll call it North America, like North America and like Europe. I mean, we didn't see a whole lot of guys playing in MLS going to Europe this winter transfer season, but we've seen a lot coming back from Europe. And then we've seen MLS players here like Cade Cowell, Brandon Vasquez, who I expected to go to Europe for their next move, instead go to, you know, Liga MX. Um, you know, Miles Robinson is an example of a guy who, again, I thought would go to Europe, but stayed with MLS, signed for FC Cincinnati. And so there was just this, it seemed to be mostly one-way traffic of, of, of people coming back here or staying here. I mean, what do you, what do you make of that whole trend going on? It's definitely surprising. Um, we heard a lot of rumors right over the last year of the European interest in Brandon Vasquez uh, and in Cade Cal. Um, you know, Brandon Vasquez is obviously older than than Cade Cal, but yeah, I was kind of shocked by that. And these are two guys, right, that obviously had kind of connections with with the Mexican national team or or interest there. So I thought I thought it was pretty, co- you know, kind of a coincidence in a sense that that they were going to Liga MX. Um, obviously Vasquez has had a really good start, you know, three goals in his last two games for Monterey, who who will be in the CONCACAF Champions Cup. Uh, and then Kate Cow, obviously still trying to get on the score sheet or the stat sheet, but, you know, kind of working his way with Chivas uh, so far. So I think obviously every move is different for everybody and, and you want to, you know, test yourself in a different environment, maybe, you know, go somewhere new. And then looking at Miles Robinson, I was also kind of maybe a little disappointed at that, right? Because there was European interest. I think PSV was was reportedly interested, and not that they don't have Amer- enough Americans already uh, at PSV, but but you know Miles Robinson is a player, a good player that's obviously been one of the best defenders in MLS, and and you would have hoped that maybe he would have tested himself uh, overseas, but you know he stays. He goes to the FC Cincinnati, who you know, coming off the first trophy in club history, you know, obviously have the first time coming up in CONCACAF competition. So they'll definitely need the bodies for it. But, um, and it's only a one year deal when you look at it too. So, you know, say Miles Robinson has another really good year with FC Cincinnati, maybe brings home another trophy or, or uh, multiple trophies with the team, maybe decides after that, okay, now I'm ready to, to go, go abroad. But there's also a big, you know, what if to that as well, you know, hopefully, you know, he can stay healthy and play regularly and FC Cincinnati is hoping that they can, you know, bring home another trophy, whether that's MLS cup, whether that's leagues cup, CONCACAF, uh, champions cup, you know, who knows, but yeah, I kind of thought it was pretty unique that we had so many, you know, a few guys going from MLS to league MX. And, and like you said, uh, a big kind of European target in miles Robinson deciding to kind of surpass that move and and stay uh stay home yeah and the guys going to league mx you know that's still different opportunities for them i mean they're going to be under a lot more intense pressure playing in that league you know they're gonna you know they have the crazy fans there that are going to be watching their every move that that doesn't happen in the u.s so it's going to be a different experience for them I think. And, you know, I wonder if we'll start to see more of this kind of like these lateral moves back and forth between MLS and League MX in the future, just as those two leagues kind of, you start to see these two leagues starting to come together in, in a way, you know, with the League's Cup and, and they're trying to find different opportunities to work together. 
you know, as those two leagues continue to grow together, maybe we'll see more of this, you know, lateral movement back and forth. So let's talk about, we, we mentioned, you know, there's still two days, two days left as of the time of this recording. What's a player that you still think needs a transfer or you're hoping to get a transfer or maybe you're disappointed they haven't gotten one yet? Yeah, I think the the number one guy has to be Gio Reyna, right? You know, a guy that obviously hasn't played nowhere near as much as that fans or even, um, you know, probably Greg Berhalter would have hoped so far during the first, you know, six months of the season. Hasn't played, hasn't really started a lot of games for Borussia Dortmund. I think, you know, only has about three to 350 minutes played in the league and the Bundesliga you know, so and there's interest. There's interest there. There's interest in multiple countries. You know, Nottingham Forest and Marseille. I think Fiorentina is the most recent that I've read. I'm interested in a loan deal for him, uh, and that's huge because it's a big year for the national team. Big year for Giorena, and you know he's fit again. He's playing again. He, you know, he probably wants to be scoring and getting assists and doing everything he can to, to kind of boost his stock right ahead of these big competitions, CONCACAF Nations League, Copa America. So uh, I'm really curious to see how it shakes out because, um, you know, reportedly Reina has agreed to kind of personal terms with both Forrest and Marseille, but it's kind of maybe it's a situation where the club will let him kind of pick where he wants to go. Eden Terzic, the, the the manager for Dortmund, you know, recently said this week that he expects Reyna to to stay at the club, um, you know, because they have a Bundesliga game on Friday. So, you know, so he's hoping that he stays. Um, but maybe you know he knows something on the the back end of it. But yeah, I think it's huge for Gia Reyna. He needs to be playing. He needs to be playing more than twenty minutes a game. You know, 10, 20 minutes a game. He had a really good cameo over the weekend with Dortmund in their league win. So just kind of shows the potential he has when he's given the opportunity and um i think that if if he does stay at Borussia Dortmund and a, and a move doesn't come to fruition then maybe we don't see Gio Reyna kind of in that in the plans this summer or um you know maybe even the Nations League right because you want to have guys that are playing regularly and right now he's not really doing that yeah i saw F- uh, Fiorentina was another uh club that I saw mentioned for for him today. I mean, you mentioned Nottingham Forest. You mentioned Marseille. You know, Sevilla's been out there as well. Uh, of those four clubs, if you had to pick which one you'd most like to see him end up at, which would you choose? It, it's tough, right? Because you know that obviously Nottingham Forest has been in the the news of you know all the moves they made in the last year or so, and potentially being, I guess, charged by the, the English FA or, uh, you know, the league over, you know, certain financial situations. I mean, obviously his move would just be a loan with a, an option to buy, but it's a tough situation too, because Forrest isn't really, you know, skyrocketing up the charts. They're, they're not too far from the bottom, um, from the bottom three. So it, it could be a tough kind of situation for him, similar to, to that we saw of, you know, Weston McKinney when he went to Leeds United and, you know, ended up on load and Leeds got relegated. But I, overall, I think, you know, four different leagues, four very different situations. Um, I think Marseille could be pretty, pretty interesting, right? Because it's, uh, you know, a team probably out of all four of those teams, you know, Marseille maybe has the best chance of 
getting into the top four and and qualifying for a competition next season, you know, uh, Champions League. Maybe Sevilla. I remember Real Sociedad was in the mix, which I thought would be a, a really awesome situation for him. A uh, team that obviously you know has European pedigree, but but yeah, I think the best for him to play right maybe would be would be Forest or or uh, or Marseille. But again, it's all maybe we we don't really know the situation, right? Maybe it's a situation where Dortmund's going to let him pick, or you know he's already agreed to some personal terms per report. So. I'm eager to see what happens because I think it's going to be a kind of a frustrating period if uh, we come to Friday and Giorena is still uh, a Borussia Dortmund player for the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. It, you know, it, you you could see it possibly working out that way. You know, I mean, I think he's going to be leaving whether it's this summer or this winter. I, I think I, I feel pretty confident about that. So whether or not. He's not happy with what's out there. Dortmund isn't happy with what they're getting. Maybe they're just trying to like kind of just get all the conversations going with maybe a summer transfer in mind. I mean, I hope not. I hope he can make one of these work. Uh, but we'll see. That that does seem to be the one that everyone's from a USMNT perspective, that seemed to be the big one, you know, that everybody's, you know, keeping keeping their eye on. I would say for me, what I've been most disappointed in or what I um haven't seen that I would have liked to have seen is just this overall theme that you know we touched on earlier the lack of players going to Europe there hasn't been or at least I don't know of there hasn't been like one young MLS rising star that's moved to Europe in this you know winter transfer season yet Duncan McGuire seems to be the most likely I know there's several clubs in the championship that seem to be after him and you know it seems like very possible that something could get worked out you know for him I hope he can go because I'm just you know all these all these young MLS stars that you think are going to go to Europe like you know Kate Cow went to League MX you know they're the Aiden Morrises the, the Tolkens of the world even like the Jesus Ferreira um, I know his deal got next you know going to to the um, the team in Russia but it's like I'm disappointed that, that not one of these young MLS rising stars has found their way over to Europe during during this transfer season. Am I missing anybody, or or, or what do you make of that trend? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, I'm I'm with you. Uh, I'm kind of shocked we haven't seen a lot of guys kind of make the move, you know, from MLS to to Europe over this this winter period. You know, the only the only one I can really think of off the top of my head that made the move to England is uh is Donovan Pines who was with you know DC United and was a free agent and signed with Barnsley in League One but even at that it's like that you're really kind of you're really kind of stretching it thin um <laughs> but yeah uh, I'm uh I'm shocked I, I kind of thought we'd see more um maybe that just means we're going to see more over the summer or you know, in this next calendar year, because obviously there's a lot of talent, right? Duncan McGuire, you know, I think, you know, when you look at, you know, where I live in, you know, Philadelphia, right? You have Jack McGlynn and Quinn Sullivan and, you know, Nate Harriel and, uh, you know, so many homegrowns in Philadelphia that have obviously been in the, been in the mix on the, you know, national team scale, youth national team scale, you know, Duncan McGuire, I think, is a is a great talent, uh, you know, rising talent in the league. You know, does a lot of good things uh, in the final third and certainly could help, 
you know, one of the championship teams uh, in England or somewhere else. And then Jesus Ferrer is kind of a guy like similar to Miles Robinson, you know, guy you thought that maybe would make that move, make that jump. Obviously, you know, racked, racks up a bunch of goals in MLS with Dallas, which is great. But, you know, I don't think that's going to be the what gets you, you know, kind of in the national team fold, you know, long term, especially with so many guys, you know, coming coming back from injury too in the striker position. So, yeah, so hopefully we see some more in the next, you know, I, I kind of doubt we're going to see some in the next few days, but hopefully we see some over the summer and, you know, we'll go f- go from there sort of thing. Would really like to see Ferreira get something. I mean, he it just doesn't seem like he has a chance to get back into the striker conversation unless he can go over to Europe and, and start to prove himself and grow over there. I mean, and that being despite the fact that I think Burhalter, you know, likes him, thinks highly of him. But with Balogun and Pepe and, you know, now Sargent is back playing again in the championship scoring goals. It just seems like he's facing up uphill battle until he can go grow over there. Um, so yeah, I'm hoping he can find a way to, to, to get a move over there at, at some point in the future. Well, Larry, thank you so much for being on the show. I'll make sure and put links in the show notes to your X account, which is at LHenry019 and also to your work at SBI Soccer. But before I let you go, any final thoughts that you'd like to share? No, uh, thanks again for having me, Frank. Good to catch up with you as always. Um, hopefully it's, uh, some exciting moves to come over the next few days for uh, American players. And, um, you know, we'll be in touch later this year, obviously big, uh, big competitions coming up and uh, already got them on the, you know, circled on the calendar. So excited for, um, you know, for what's to come. So uh, take care my friend. And uh, thanks a lot for having me. Thank you, Larry. And thanks to everyone for listening to here and abroad. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it with a fellow USMNT fan. I'm Frank Garza. You can follow me on X at FrankGarza007, and I'll be back next week with a new episode.